0: well, ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between welcome to the uh invisible f c podcast premiere episode uh um, how you guys
1: doing?
0: <laughs> It's good Nobody's there to, Nobody to you. answer <laughs> yeah well they can't they can't tell us back but I, I'm yeah. sure that in their cars they're <laughs> on their way to work um, yeah so
1: i'm patrick i'm josh i'm the one uh behind all the posts on invincible f c
0: so this is this is uh I guess this is a new adventure for us
1: excited to get going with this.
0: Me too. All right, so I guess without further ado, let's jump right into it and talk Arsenal, man. Let's do it. So I think kind of the the first question on everybody's mind as we wrapped up the season yesterday is like fifth place finish. Did we bottle it? Should we have been been really pushing for the Champions League or can we be happy with the improvements we've seen this season and be encouraged that there's more to come?
1: I mean, I I think everybody's got to agree that we did bottle it. I mean, the circumstances behind that can, can vary. Um, I think just to put it bluntly, we did because we had a shot at it. We were up four points with three games left. All we needed was three points in one game or six points in the next two. We didn't get it. Um, so, yes, I think we did. But the reasons behind it um, can definitely vary from person to person. Um which we can get into, but uh, I think, I think this season was, um, I think it went as expected for me um, because I had higher expectations than most people. I think most people will be pleasantly surprised. Um, I had us finishing, finishing fifth. Um, We did not have Europe this season. We got knocked out of uh, the FA cup early. Um, We made it pretty far in the Carabao cup. That was all right. Um, But overall i think it was as expected for me but the progress we've shown was definitely positive and i'm excited to see it so pretty yeah
0: happy. i i i'm echoing a lot of those sentiments i think on this topic it's pretty it's pretty clear that that the vision is there and the project is, is moving forward um there's a lot of exciting stuff that we'll get to talk about in the summer transfer section and all of that, that that's coming up in a second but okay. um I I do feel like there's positivity around the movement. Um, Spurs are having a little movement right now as well, which makes me nervous, but also makes me think that we're going to breed competition here. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I just, a lot of young players who are playing really well and there's got to be a lot of positive about it. But at the end of the day, it is, I, I do end the season feeling a touch disappointed given how close we were to getting the Champions absolutely. League, how, how convinced I was that we were going to get it at one point. It just yep. feels...
1: I think I think our fan base kind of jinxed it. We were also expecting to get it at some point, you know, in January and February. We were all seeing those videos in the Champions League and everybody was just getting ahead of ourselves and it's bound yes. to bite us. But
0: Classic Arsenal fan. I know, right? We but, all uh, do this.
1: Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I thought we were gonna make it too at one point, but I, you know, as an Arsenal fan, you know, you know, I call myself a realist. Sometimes I'm a little negative, but <laughs> I've I've learned to be negative in the past six plus years. So
0: yeah, definitely. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that Amazon Prime documentary when it comes out it's going to be a heck of a watch. That it's, it's going to break record.
1: some records.
0: Dude, it's gonna be crazy. It's not gonna quite be the Man City one, but it's not gonna be Sunderland until I die, at least. Yeah,
1: exactly right.
0: Jeez, <laughs> we were we were all nervous that that was gonna happen. This yeah, year. right. No, but I mean, the team after the the team. That's that's the thing is, really, as far as the last few few seasons, really, even mm-hmm. even under Unai Emery, when we were finishing fifth and and playing theoretically pretty well, I never felt like the team looked. As... You're going downhill. Yeah, absolutely, because the Cause difference is, is really yeah in a positive direction now.
1: I think that fifth place, fifth place team it was very similar circumstances to how we finished. I, I mean, we finished fifth. We were like a point behind Spurs. We balled it the last few games of the season. Um, mm. That team was like top to bottom good enough, I think, to to be a Champions League team. Um, it had the experience. It had the uh, the personnel. The the depth and they also made it, you know, to the Europe League final. Um, but, you know, it just the, – the management wasn't there. The the cohesion wasn't there. The team just did not look like it gelled. Um, there wasn't that same vibe in the locker room, and it looks it, – it does look different for this team. And I, I did not have high hopes after we lost that game to Palace and then we just kind of choked it um, last season – or not last season, the the – uh, Emory season and then the, the year after was just going 2018 down. 19, right? About? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, um, before COVID.
1: yeah, and we, we had looked great, but I think that was a very different circumstance where it was ours to get, and I don't think many people expected us to get top four this year. Um, it's a young team, very young, with a ton of incredible talent. The fact that we competed with the likes of, I mean, Kane and Son by themselves are two of the best players in the Premier league um in their primes they they made some they made some massive signings in january and um i mean they brought in a world-class manager and we still competed them neck and neck right to the end so pretty proud of that
0: yeah that's true on paper our team doesn't really stack up to the squad that united even was putting forward and we we finished
1: 11 points ahead of united
0: that is quite okay. remarkable. The yeah. team that has Edson Cavani and Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: amazing. Yeah. Uh, and Harry Maguire, don't forget. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and Phil um... <laughs> Jones still on the table. You're right. Uh, let's not um... forget Phil Jones. <laughs>
0: uh... um, okay, so, bro, question for you here. Mm-hmm. Arsenal player of the season, who are you taking? And why is it Bukai Osaka? <laughs> well, there is my answer for you. Um,
1: I, I saw somebody post recently that Martin Odegaard was their player this season. I think they're just doing it to be different because people do that all the time.
0: Football hipsterism.
1: Like, I love Odegaard. He's done awesome things, but it's got to be Sokka. He carried this team. And the way, the way that every time he had a bad performance, uh, Arsenal just completely fell apart. That's what showed it to me because – we had to rely on him. We were forcing ourselves to rely on this 20-year-old who just had, I mean, he was, he, he literally carried us on our backs all season long. Not that we didn't have other great players, but we were forcing him to do all the work. And when he didn't play well, which was bound to happen because of how much we were relying on him, uh, that was, you know, that was bound to, to come back to bite us. And I think um, it's going to help him mature a ton but that's part of the, the downfall of our season, I think. Um, and that all goes back to the January transfer window, which I think is 100% the reason we did not make the Champions League. We weakened our squad. We already had a weak squad. Uh, and, you know, we, we had to cancel the North London Derby reasonably so, but then we sold and loaned some important players, didn't sign anybody. We had no leadership, no depth, and the injuries were going to – Bound to happen. And that's, you know, that's what it comes to. And at the end of the day, Saka's done an unbelievable job and it's uh, not, none of it's on him, even if he started to dip in form at the end of the season.
0: No, I couldn't agree with you more. I think, I think that's a completely apt analysis. It was frustrating for me as a fan, and we're going to get into summer transfers, what mm-hmm. we're hoping for, what we're looking, who we're looking to see out, who we're looking to see in, in a minute. Right. Um, but, it was frustrating to watch in the winter transfer window to see players like Ainsley Maitland-Niles leave the club oh, on God, yeah. to waste away on the bench at Roma. Yep, when we needed like outside backs, that defensive midfielders, the two positions oh that he God. really excels in. I mean, yeah. he's such a versatile squad player. When you have injuries around, he's exactly the guy you'd want, you'd want to turn to. So yeah. it was, and I, I won't lie to you, I'm a bit of a, a Maitland-Niles fan, so that's probably, what's probably feeling to a degree. But I mean, he. You just can't help but feel he would have been uh, an awesome, just yep. guy to have in that squad.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, considering the fullback issues we had after tuny went down, I mean, we we were already missing Tomiyasu. Cedric was doing an alright job. He he was inconsistent, but he had his moments. But then when Tierney went down and we had Nuno Tavares and he just could not stand his own defensively. Every game he was having, you know, shocker after shocker. Nothing personal against him, but he's just not a defensive player. And if we had Maitland Niles, he's just such a solid player. I understand he didn't want to play fullback. His Arsenal career is ending, but we could have used him so badly. He would have made all the difference, I think. Um, And, yeah, I mean, sell you know, Giving away Callum Chambers, obviously a bombing that was the right move for you know him and for the club, but I think yeah, there's so many moves like the Maitland-Niles one that just
0: completely uh, Callum Chambers fell us apart, yeah. Dude, that one kills me. Yeah, he he and Maitland-Niles are two players who would have been mm-hmm. so important to just step we in and do a job for that team. Would have been white. Yep, Suffers a little injury. Or, yep, you know Thomas Partey, I mean. No one's gonna fill Thomas Partey's shoes, but right, we we needed we had nobody, yeah, in some positions, and we had Samby Lakanga. I mean, he's a great yeah. player, but he, he he's a he's a good young player, I should say. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you saw the quote his brother had about his playing time. I thought it was fantastic, um, but I just don't think that you know he was ready to to fill those shoes. In. Right, we saw that against against what was it Liverpool, where he had to to play the sole holding midfielder and he just looked
1: it was one of those games yeah It was like a deer he in
0: headlights yeah oh seriously
1: i actually when he signed him i thought he was going to be our like breakout player and i think i think he still has a lot of potential um you know I, I i see a lot in him but he he's very raw i'll say that um
0: and i don't think what Beginning of the season, he looked great. I thought, yeah, like, in the first few games, he's those long balls. He was like he was our only bright across. spot, right? He was playing deep passes. And that Chelsea was... game, yeah. Oh, dude, he looked amazing.
1: Yeah, he did. But I don't know. I I still I still think he has a lot to improve on. But I think he, um, I think he could have a big season next year if he can get some more get some more time. But also, kind of have a guy like Partey show him the ropes and uh, and still Xhaka in there. I, I think he should stay. And I, I know this is kind of getting into the summer transfers. Um,
0: We're getting there. I think yeah. that, I think that's kind of where the conversation needs to go. Bro. Yeah. Right.
1: Should we get there? <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm I'm following you, mate. I was gonna I was gonna start the, the summer transfer conversation by asking you about Saka's new contract. Ooh. Okay. Because I'm a little nervous. I don't. It, it feels like they should have gotten that one across the line already.
1: I feel like it too. Um, I think it might just be Arsenal being stingy as they usually are. Uh, just as a club, um, I, I don't think I, I do not see Saka leaving unless he's absolutely lowballed and we just disrespect him and just don't give him anything he wants. He loves his club. He's been here his entire life. I don't expect him to go. He might be. He might be bluffing. He might be um, trying to raise his contract, which I'm completely fine with uh, because he deserves it, of course. Um, Mm. It may have already happened and it's not announced, or um, there might be a lot that we don't know about. But I think overall, I expect him to stay. The one, the one uh, worry I have is what I've been hearing about this release clause that he wants in his contract too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you know anything about that or want to I don't know light.
0: much about it. I but I have been hearing that he he is insisting that there be a release clause on the contract. Yeah. Which makes me really nervous.
1: Yeah. I mean, if that release clause is 250 million, I'm fine with it, but
0: uh yeah. I don't we expect it some, to be that. We need some liga like <laughs> yeah. release clause, bro.
1: <laughs> we didn't Mbappe contract for him just just <laughs> give him the club, hand him the keys. <laughs> And Saka's at the wheel. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm good with that. Oh man, yeah. I don't. I, I mean, the fact that Arteta signed the new contract makes me think that he's confident he can keep players like Saka. Yeah, because he's a serious he project guy.
1: Yeah, um, I, I expect him or... to stay. I don't know what the deal is going to be with the contract,
0: but I do expect him definitely to sign one, probably yeah, long term. Still... Yeah, um, I'd like to think that as well. The release clause rumors make me make me nervous that he yes. that he'd want to sign a shorter deal, right? Um, but at the end of the day, I do I do definitely think that he will be in an Arsenal kit coming
1: next season. Mm-hmm. He wants guarantees. He wants Champions League football, which is fair, which is why we got to build around him. We got to show him that we have faith in him and in the squad.
0: We absolutely so we can do. do it. Yeah, I think but, that's completely reasonable. And I think if yeah, we don't yeah. achieve the Champions League this year, if I were Saka, I'd be looking for a new club. Yeah. As harsh as that is to say, and as but that as should motivate more. my Arsenal fan heart right now. Right, it right. Can come out be. of my lips. Yeah. It's just it's just logical. It just makes sense for a player right. who just has such a bright future like mm-hmm. him. And yep, and I'm seeing these these links to Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp wants to buy him.
1: God, he's. Tapping up all our players, Martinelli and
0: Nasaka. Oh, dude! If he gets either one of them, he'll be lucky. But they are yeah. both. I mean, he, either one of them under him would be dangerous. So so ridiculous,
1: yeah. The high press, Martinelli yeah. especially with that high press would just dude, absolutely so have energetic. Field days. He,
0: would, he would chew defenders up. Oh, that would be crazy. Yeah. So, all right, let's dive into the full summer transfers then. Let's do it. Who do you want to see out?
1: Okay, so first the contracts. There's three contracts, right? So yeah. there's Inketia, El Neni, Lacazette. Well, and then he signed a year long extension. I, I was speculating on that because I saw somebody was. I think AFC News posted it. that. Yeah, so somebody was asking about it, like those three. But then I I'd thought that he had already signed. So if he's already signed, I'm happy with that because I wanted him to stay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The other does... two are Inketia and Lacazette. In my opinion, both should go. Um, mm-hmm. I've been liking Inketia lately. I'm worried the board's going to see recent form and uh, have a recency, bias, um, recency and bias. Show too much faith in him. If recency he stays bias. as a football's, most... oh yeah, most
0: dangerous. It's the I mean, it's the most widespread problem. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. But continue. Sorry.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm just I, if he stays as a backup, it's not the end of the world. I'm not. I'm not hating that. I would rather go for somebody else. I'd rather go for two different strikers, but I wouldn't hate that. He's a homegrown. He, he'd he be free. We wouldn't have to, you know, spend money on anyone. So I wouldn't be disappointed if you would. But we, he, I think he needs uh, a refreshing new new outlook, and I think we do
0: too. We need different uh, I don't know what your thoughts are. No, I agree with that. I think... I think that makes sense. I think that I'll be interested to hear. I know you said you wanted to see Jack Xhaka stay. I'd be mm-hmm. interested to hear your thoughts about the likelihood of that happening if we've re-signed Neni and we're going to try and buy and sign Tielemans this summer. True. Because if we sign Tielemans, then that's looking like a bit too many cooks in the midfield. Because um, then that's Partey, El Neni, Xhaka. Conga and Tielemans all fighting for minutes in in two spots. Right. That seems a little crowded.
1: Yeah, I mean that said, we we know, you know, everybody there but Tielemans this season. We know what that de- what depth problems we had this year. We have injury issues we've been dealing this with them true. for a while. So I'd be happy to keep it going. I've been so impressed with Jacques this season honestly. I think that the yeah, the, the issue with him is his inconsistency throughout the years where he'll either, you know, have a very sound game or he will absolutely shit the bed and he'll, um, he'll make an error leading to a goal or he'll get sent off or he'll make some rash, reckless play, concede a penalty or something along those lines. Um, he's barely done that this year. He had that one incident in the League Cup against Liverpool and... Yeah. Um, uh, most of the time he's just been either you know you haven't heard anything from him which is usually a good thing um because that just means he's doing his job or he's done something really really you know impressive and i think he's he's led he's been the one experienced player that i think has actually led the team the right way this year and i've been i've been happy with him i want him to stay my opinion
0: I'm right there with you. I think he's been fantastic for the club. Um, I do. I do think he has a place in the team. I think that with European football coming back, um, there's an expectation mm-hmm. that we'll go far in the Europa League. Yep. Given that it's the Europa League and we've failed to win it, but got really yeah. close the last three times we played, and that's driving right. everybody insane. Yeah. Um. So I I do believe that. That our our clearest path to the Champions League next year is to win the Europa League. Um, Yep. So I think that that's going to require some squad depth, and I would love for Jacques to be a part of those Thursday night squads Mm -hmm. when we go to play Wi-Fi (laughs) password.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think
0: (laughs) I think depth is is so important
1: because, uh, you know, because of when we're in European football, I understand that's one reason why maybe they weren't looking for um, strengthening so much and deepening our squad because we weren't in any other competitions in the January transfer window. We had already been knocked out of everything, but I think the league cup and the prem um, mm. and we were soon to be knocked out of the league cup. So maybe that's why that happened, but, when we're in more competitions, we need more players, and I'm fine with having five competitive midfielders in there. If we sign two midfielders, then one's got to go. Maybe it's going to be Xhaka. But, you know, I'd be happy with just signing Telemans. I love Telemans. He's been, you know, one of my one of the players I've admired a ton um, on other teams. I, I love the whole Leicester squad, but that's a story for another day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, mean, I agree. We'll we'll save that for a summer special probably can do a leicter dive. I'm down with that. Um we could totally do just dives into every team this summer while we're working down on for that. That would, be, that would be awesome. Yep. Um all right, fantastic. Uh so that leads us a bit into we've been talking about Tielemans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've gotta talk strikers now. Yep. Because this is what this is what we need. And we should touch on the incoming American players from the MLS that are going to Arsenal at some point, too, because that would be cool to talk about. But we'll talk about yeah. that at the end. Yep. Um. But, Gabriel Jesus. Point. Yep.
1: Another yes, Gabriel.
0: No. Would you prefer we be looking somewhere else? Alright, so... Too many Gabriels in the squad already?
1: <laughs> I think we just gotta go for Gabriel FC. Um... <laughs>
0: but Gabriel FC it is, mate.
1: I you know my number 1 has been Darwin Nuñez he he just looks like a freak of nature i mean he is he's athletic as hell he's one of the most athletic strikers in the modern game he's i think technically sound i've been seeing people saying that that he's not but i've really been impressed with a lot of his ability i mean his over the two legs against liverpool that's really where i saw him most he was incredible i mean he scored like what three offside goals all of them were like really nice. He, he scored one nice one. He had a volley from like from behind, from outside the box that, that almost uh, passed Allison. I mean, he, he almost yeah. single-handedly led Benfica back into it. All that said, I don't think we're going to get him without champions league. I think he's worth his price tag, but I don't think we're going to get champions league. I, it looks like Jesus is our number one, number one target. I think we can get him even in the Europa league because he's got to go. I mean, why is he going to stay if they got Holland, they got Julian Alvarez coming in, they got some other... I mean, they've got unlimited attacking talent. He's got to go, I think. And yeah. we seem like his number one suitors, and I think he might buy another project.
0: Mm. The one thing that makes me nervous is I'm seeing that Tottenham is also going to go for him.
1: Tottenham's going for all of our our targets.
0: They always do that, don't they? They always do. They always Should try to one-up us. Scouts.
1: Yep. Try to one-up us even with the stadium when they... Made it exactly sixty-one thousand seats, just to one up our sixty-thousand-seat stadium. God, I hit so
0: <laughs> God, those douchebags. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, no, Jesus, I, I, I think I feel less strongly about Darwin Nunez than you do. I do think he's a talented player. Um, I was a huge fan of T- Tammy Abraham's when he was at Chelsea. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I like him. I do think that. Tammy Abraham and Gabriel Jesus would be an expensive window. Yeah. Um, however, if they were to be able to sign Jesus, Abraham, and Telemans all in the same window, oh this team would be in. <laughs> this team would be seriously dangerous. Incredible. Yeah. Um, however, I do recognize that one of those two, Jesus or Abraham, probably excludes the other from the squad. I, I yeah. And it does I'd look imagine. like Jesus is the priority, so we'll probably go for him first.
1: I bet, I bet we sign Jesus. It, it seems like it's becoming more likely. I don't know about you, but i I've really been calling for an aerial threat as well. There aren't that many that are actually top quality. I mean, like I've talked about, like Calvert Lewin in the past. He he shouldn't be our number nine, yeah. but but he can be a guy like off the bench that can that can offer us a threat because every time we play Cedric. And every time we are in a bad to perform, all we do is spread it wide and spam crosses. And there's Dude, just no the one in there. On these are right?
0: broken.
1: And we can't score headers. We I don't think we've scored a header in like or a header from open play in years. Like if literally. there was here. some
0: tactical way to get Gabrielle up into the box because he's good at scoring headers, right? And honestly, just goals in general. Well, we should have a chat about the center back goals that were scored this weekend. Yeah, because uh, Michael Keane scored a beauty for Everton as well. I don't think I saw um, it. Oh, dude, it's worth a watch. Really? It is a heck of a finish. I did not see it. Oof. Oh, yeah. Look that one up. All okay. listeners look that one up. It's <laughs> it's a heck of a goal if you haven't seen it. It was Okay. Yeah. it, it was not against again, it was not against Arsenal. It was in the Thursday game.
1: Oh, and the Palace comeback?
0: Yeah, in the Palace comeback. Oh, I saw, was, uh, I saw
1: the, the winner. That's all I
0: saw. He's he scored the first goal in the comeback. Nice. Absolutely. Be gorgeous finish takes okay. a touch to possess it just pokes it home amazing nice um so that's my cat um <laughs> I love it nah, shut Kurt
1: off, Zuma get out
0: <laughs> Kurt Zuma Sorry, he's in court oh did you, yeah you saw the video of him pulling out the court <laughs> yeah like, of course color, they went, yeah crazy <laughs> dude. that's a yeah. madness yeah um no I I mean I agree I think Jesus is, is our is I I think that a taller, more aero threat type player would be valuable for this team. Though there he goes knocking stuff over. I'm sorry about that. Um, but I I think that it would be it would be a bit of a challenge to really bring in a high quality. I think Calvert Lewin is not good enough. Yeah. I just don't haven't seen enough from him. So the fact enough. that that Lampard has benched him for most of the Everton relegation battle. Yep. Just, I mean, granted, we wouldn't be in a relegation battle type situation. It just doesn't say great things about his character as a player.
1: Right. No, I mean, I like, I like him as a player. I think he, in my opinion, he offers a lot that many players don't because I think his aerial threat is, you know, ne- next to none uh, or second to none um, compared to most players because I he does offer a lot of that. It's just like he's like a Danny Welbeck vibe. you know. Like Bring him on against Leicester when, you're, when it's 1-1 in the 95th minute and he'll score a game-winning header for you. But he's not going to do much in open play throughout the game. Um, and that's, that's what he offers. He's, yeah, he's not going to be our number nine that's going to bring us to the Champions League, win us the Champions League. He's not, he's not that kind of player. I think he could be a really good backup in my opinion.
0: That makes sense. I think if we can acquire him for a good price.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it looks to me like with the way there. that the <laughs> – it is insane how much the Russian invasion of Ukraine is affecting football. Oh my God, yeah. But it looks like with Usmanov out of the club, they're going to need to offload some players, sure. so we might be able to get Calvert-Lewin for a, a real backup's price, which I don't think we would have been able to do last year.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point.
0: So I mean, hopefully, and I will be curious. And what we'll do, a, obviously, season previews as the season gets closer. But I'll be curious yeah. to see the way that that the the different financial situations at both Chelsea and Newcastle will change. Chelsea could be in, this upcoming in year because Chelsea could be on the way down. Yeah, Newcastle are definitely on the way up.
1: There's a lot more competition going on right now. Uh, I see a lot of teams with a lot of potential next year. I think Chelsea could be one of the one of the teams that that uh, bears the weight of it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So it kind of seems like we're drifting off of Arsenal here and onto yeah. the the general Premier League. Yep. Let's. I, what I wanted to do was do a quick Championship Sunday roundup where we just touch on each result.
1: Yeah, I
0: love Championship Sunday. Oh, Championship Sunday. <laughs> Or you stuck at a graduation for it
1: oh man i was trying to be at the bar with you i really wanted to it was oh. tough, but there was no, no top to clinch anyway so
0: yeah i mean it wasn't obviously everyone in the, in the bar is aware of of the Tottenham result and so we're not really we're cel- we were celebrated all the goals we went crazy yeah, it, was, it was a to... great time yeah. i loved it um but one of the tvs in the corner was playing liverpool wolves And that drew my attention towards the end. Yeah. Um, I was watching those at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It was a heck of a game that Liverpool Wolves Wolves put up a hell of a fight. Yeah, I mean, I –
1: so I was at the graduation. I was watching the Arsenal game during it, and – when I heard about, you know, City was losing to Villa and Liverpool was level with Wolves, I quickly turned on the Liverpool game. So I'm like, it's down to them right now. They just need to score, and that that could be the title winning goal. I'm watching them. I hear it's 2-0 Villa. Uh, I'm like, oh, my God, all they need is a goal, and they're not getting it. And then I hear it's 2-1 up. They're going to come back. 2-2 within, like, two minutes. I instantly turn on the, the City game, and they score again. And, and I'm like, all right, well, there goes everything. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's so I eventually got home with like 5 minutes left and it was just insane.
0: It's so Man City of them. Yeah. They just they're just robots, man. I don't even know how they do it.
1: <laughs> Money, don't oil. How they do
0: it. Yeah. But
1: they're, oh, he, you saw they are they love some final day drama, that's for sure.
0: They definitely definitely do. You yeah. saw all the memes of when Matty Cash scored the first goal, oh, Man City are going to lose for Cash.
1: I did not see that. No,
0: <laughs> the one thing that kept him in is it, it oh.
1: the one thing they lose for. Matt uh, Cash, I, yeah, the
0: final remaining member of the Aston Villa frat house. <laughs> well, who was it? Grealish, oh, Grealish, Cash. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess a few of the lads are left. Um, John McGinn. John McGinn. Yeah, uh, I feel like Ollie Watkins would be involved in that. He might be yeah. activities. Yeah. Uh, either way, um, moving on, because I've noted it here in 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 rather spectacular sense games okay. that don't matter and United still lost. Yep. How are in the world are they Mass moving one. on? <laughs> oh,
1: man. I mean, can we talk really we, as Arsenal fans?
0: You no, we <laughs> can't. But I mean, our Absolutely trouncing not but... me.
1: Yeah. I uh, know. We're in a much better spot. I mean, it was just. It summed up their season. I didn't, cannot lie to you and tell you I watched that game for a second. Um, but I'd imagine it went, you know.
0: I have not even watched it. How the season's it. gone. Not I know Zaha halfway. scored. I, like I Zaha. saw the
1: goal. I saw the goal. It was a decent finish. But it was a huge error from Bruno Fernandez, summing up his yeah, season as well.
0: I'm um, right there with you. Yep. Was I'm like, right there with you. Bad, Other man. games that don't matter. Chelsea 2. Watford 1. Yep. Rather boring. Um, Brighton three, West Ham one. Brighton.
1: That's... I mean, I'm I'm impressed with Brighton this season. They,
0: Grandpa they really just a football hipster.
1: Yeah, seriously. I mean, they they were taking down all the top teams. It was unbelievable how they did it. They beat mm-hmm. Arsenal and Spurs back to back away, both North London teams. That and was then beat Wolves three nil away. Beat United four nil at home. These are all the last few games of the season. And then West Ham threw one. That's really impressive. Great and, finish to the
0: season. They, they're going to have good vibes around them for the summertime. Yeah. Yeah. They need to bring in a striker to replace Neil Mope. He's yeah, exactly. going Yep. If yep. They and can they bring could, in a striker with a the team around them. They could be pretty dangerous, but they've got to hang on to players. Yep. I'm um, a huge they, fan of Imwepu. Uh, Mwepu. Kukurea. Kukurea, Kukurea is the one that they need to hang on to. He's so young and so talented and he looks like he could be linked to some some pretty big clubs with Barcelona, maybe interested in him. So
1: and he came from there.
0: Yeah. I mean they could they they could always buy him back. Yep. They're that kind of club. Um oh well, they
1: made the mistake and they'll get him back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, so they've got Brighton have gotta be careful with that. I like guess the last <laughs> result here that doesn't matter, Leicester four, Southampton one.
1: Yeah, I think it was bound that Leicester was going to start to turn it on at the end of the season. Their mm. their talent was going to show. They're going to come back next year. They're going to be a fighting team again. I think they you know, they suffered a lot when Stefano went down. They missed him all season. Defensively, they are so poor, so poor. And mm. I think they turned it on when he came back, and I think they're going to be fighting potentially for the top four again next year.
0: They certainly could be. I hope they're not because they'll get in our way. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of teams up there. So, Jamie Vardy, is it his last season? How old is he, 36? He's got to be 36, 37 35. now.
1: 35. Um, no, I don't think it's the last. He's been aging, I have to say. He's yes. been getting better. I mean, his
0: career started better, late as well.
1: It did start late. But sure ever since that –
0: the wear and tear.
1: Yeah, ever since the title winning season, he went down after that. But since then, he's just been going up and up. And he, he got 15 goals a season. Didn't even play for a lot of it. He he was injured. I mean, maybe the injury will take him down, but he's still scoring goals since it. He scored six goals in his last four
0: game, five goals in the last four games. I mean, I don't see him slowing down. No, I I, I don't. I think he, I think he has probably a couple more seasons left in his legs. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I'd like him to slow down. He's making me nervous, but uh, yeah. he. He's a heck of a player, and I'm sure that whenever he finishes up with Leicester, he'll sign on with Sheffield Wednesday for a season or two. Um, (laughs) That's it.
1: Go back to Fleetwood Town.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a guy. Go back to being a part-time plumber. Um, So, the last two results, and we're going to save the best for last, and we all know what our favorite result of the weekend yep. was, besides the Arsenal result, of course. Yeah, <laughs> Newcastle two, Burnley one. Yep, Newcastle man, they could be, they scared the
1: shit out. I mean, they they already the Ended our season, but they yeah. manhandled us in that game, bro. They're a great. They're a great team. I we all knew that when they got taken over, they were gonna. You know, they were going to turn things around slowly. You know, it wasn't going to be a drastic change. But the way they turned it around midway through the season was just unbelievable. I do not know what it was because they they got a new manager, Eddie Howe. They got some, they brought some players in, but no
0: superstars. I mean, Trippier was the best guy they brought in. Uh, But I think that's what helped them. I think that you look at a lot of, uh, you look at, a financial takeover like that, and you'd be tempted to just splash the cash and try and buy Neymar, mm-hmm. you know, but... You can't do that. You just can't do it, and they went about it the right way, and, I I mean, we'll see. They, they've they got to be looking at that Man City takeover and trying to do everything they can to be yeah. just like them, right? Because it's the same situation pretty right.
1: much. And um, what did Man City do when they took over? They bought, who was it, Rubinho? And they they started to turn these around, but it took a few years. within yeah, three it, years, it, they were... They were champions. But they did
0: I mean <laughs> they did have to fill that squad out with like players like Kieran Trippier as well as yeah. you know, the Yaya toures. Mm-hmm. Just to be sure that the they had the quality everywhere they need. It. And they still yeah. need players like Kyle Walker who's not right. I mean Kyle Walker's a good player, but he's I mean he's an asshole, but he's also good a good player. player. <laughs> um yeah. and he's not like Going to be the flashiest, most talented player on the pitch, but he's he's got the physical gifts that he needs to keep up with the game, and, and he works hard. So yeah, you need players like that, like a Kieran Trivier, and both former Spurs players. You also there.
1: need you also need vibes, and that's what they brought. That's what the new ownership brought around the ground. That's they true. were a relegation bound team, and they just completely turned around. I still hate him, absolutely. Though.
0: Still hate, oh, them I hate him. But, I hate them. But hate him, bro. Yeah. Hated him before the ownership. Hate them now. Mm-hmm. um but i mean it'll be interesting to see what kind of moves they're capable of making this summer yeah yeah you know, i think that they've proven with a bruno Guimarães type player that they that they are capable of buying talented young players who are going to blossom and what a player he is huh yeah
1: Unbelievable. Uh, and it was just fitting was... it was just fitting that After failing to sign him, he chose the other chose Newcastle over Arsenal, or we turned him down. It was just fitting that he had to put the cherry on top and score the, you know, game sealing, season sealing goal. Oh, ice the cake! So much
0: pain. Yeah, so much pain, and what a player too. I, I just wish Partey hadn't been injured. To see the two of them battle in the midfield that day would have been remarkable. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing around, but looking forward to seeing Newcastle build around him yeah. and what they can do to challenge in the coming years. Because that squad, if they have the kind of summer transfer window that people are acting like they're going to, they could be they could be in it next year. God, I hope not. <laughs> but I mean, their form, like yeah. since the January transfer window, just better than ours, to be honest. Oh,
1: I think, yeah, I think definitely. Which is why I keep saying the Europa League, with all
0: these teams that are looking so promising going into next year, the Europa League has to be our our clearest path to. You're right. You're right. That's going to be what it is. Uh, That's just my my thoughts. And so, all right, to get off of the the depressing Newcastle talk, let's talk about the last game. We saved it. We got to enjoy it now. Leeds Brentford.
1: First of all, what a finish! At the end of the game, what a goal. What um, goal! The local boy, Jack Harrison.
0: Jack Harrison, he's Years, our favorite.
1: Don't know. Uh, he's from, well, he's from England, but he he grew up, you know, for a while in the Boston area in uh, the United States over here, and yeah, he went to prep school right near
0: us. Yeah, right about, closer to you. About thirty minutes from my hometown. Yeah,
1: and now he scored a goal that kept leads in the Premier League
0: for the first, for the second American manager ever. Second Premier like League that. manager, second American. Oh, amazing! Well, uh, the first one to not get relegated.
1: Yeah, remember Bob Bradley for Swansea yeah. City? He yeah. certainly didn't do a good job, but. Uh, yeah, I'm happy for Jesse Marsh. I'm happy for Leeds. I'm happy for Burnley. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's not a very good lead squad, so I think there's a lot to admire for the way he was able to keep them up.
0: I got to agree with you. I think he did a really great job. Um, I've been I've been really impressed at how, how thin the squad was. You, you've got to imagine that if he had that January transfer window yeah he might have been able to do a little business and
1: get um, to take over in a terrible time.
0: oh it was so it was really interesting to see the way they did it because when the takeover when when they brought him in, there was all this talk about how they had planned to bring him in over the summer, but now they were desperate because they were nervous they were gonna get relegated, and they really almost did um, right. So you've got to think that they had been planning to reinvest this summer either way in the squad with the new manager coming in. yep. So I mean, but with how close they really got to getting relegated, they've have, they've have gotta be thinking about putting some serious money into this. Yeah. To keep themselves from being in a battle again.
1: I think they might be in a battle again, but they they definitely need to train the squad. This is not a primary league level squad. I mean you mm-hmm. see this was a this was a tailored team to Marcelo Bielsa's style. And because it's obviously a unique style um that kept them up the first year, but it did not work this year. If you look at the results before uh, he was sacked, you see they lost 7-0 to City, 4-1 to uh-huh. Arsenal. Uh, they won a few games here and there, but then they lost. They continued to lose out. They lost 3-0 to Everton, 4-2 to United, 6-0 to Liverpool, 4-0 to Spurs. Mate, so their, goal differential.
0: their goal differential was what it was like. Oh, like awesome. minus It's minus 37.
1: Yeah, they had the second-worst defense in the Premier League this year. 79 goals conceded.
0: That's – and only Norwich – right, yeah, yep. only, Norwich only Norwich and Watford. Just Norwich. Oh, just Norwich, more really? More than Wofford, yep. I guess Watford scored more than them. Yep. That is terrible. No, no, no they, they
1: they scored more than Watford, but they conceded more as well.
0: Oh, wow. Well, there you yeah. go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Huh,
0: that's crazy.
1: So, I mean – I wouldn't say Jesse Marsh, you know, did wonders. He still lost a lot of games, but he, he went on a few runs that was just enough with a team that was not enough. And I have to admire that, honestly. I'm 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 happy for him. I think he did a good job.
0: I'm thrilled for him and for the future of American managing. I think that, yep. that that's gotta be something that's really encouraging for all young American players who wanna have a career in management. Yep. All, and I can know, also
1: you know. confirm now that uh the U.S. men's national team is winning the next two World Cups. Guaranteed. Guaranteed.
0: Absolutely guaranteed. Well, that'll bring us into our last segment here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the, viewers, or for the viewers, for the listeners who are getting into their, obviously, this is our first episode. Our vision for this third segment, we I've titled it Other Stuff. Um, and we're just going to kind of flit around and do different things with it every time that we record. So like Josh has been talking about, the U.S. men's national team will probably be a pretty big focus of it because we're both pretty passionate about it. But as you all know, news about that comes out a little slower than club news. Yeah. So sometimes we're going to talk about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time I had wanted to talk about, um, I want to start by talking about winners in the top five leagues around around Europe. Obviously, yeah, we've discussed the Premier League pretty pretty intensely here, but Dude, Zlatan wins again. He's just a freak. Is that guy ever going to die? It, I, think, <laughs> I don't think he's ever going to... He's never going to retire. He's going to be he, the next Mura, except for he's going to be really good the whole time. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. what, is, what is wrong with him? He, he's, he's like the first
1: player I've ever heard of that went to the MLS to retire and then came back and won a top five league.
0: This is what I'm saying. Who not special, with a
1: team that hasn't won the league in like 11 years. Not like he like bandwagoned Juventus or something. He he went No, he
0: really he yeah, he goals no a lot.
1: He scored 8 goals this year at 40 years old. And <laughs> he didn't even play or he played like half the season, scored 8 goals and won the league.
0: It's unbelievable that is absolutely remarkable. I have no idea how he did it. He yeah, this Milan squad is really—if you—if you look yeah. at it, it's just not. You wouldn't think it's good enough to win. Yeah, it reminds a, me. But
1: yeah, it reminds me a lot of Arsenal. If I'm being honest, it, I mean, it, 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 it's a young squad. It's very inexperienced. It's got a lot of talent.
0: Young um, squad. If you take out Ibrahimovic and Giroud.
1: Yeah, but i but I'm thinking like, all right, yeah, Ibrahimovic
0: of course is just.
1: You know, an anomaly. But Giroud, I mean, that's that's the lack right there. That's he, He's definitely done a lot more, and that's why they're more successful because they had you know goal scorers who can actually put the ball in the back of the net. But
0: this is a good point. You
1: now you look at Leao. It's similar to the soccer situation where he's kind of the best player. He's been, you know, carrying the offensive load. You got Cassier in the middle, kind of like a parte. Tonali's a young guy, but but you you,
0: yeah. I see Tonali nice and Maldini provide. both have looked promising. Tonali and who? Uh, Daniel Maldini. Oh yeah, he's got some shoes to fill. He <laughs> certainly does. <laughs> I'd say. What's a um, husband name?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's a good squad. It really is. I think Teo Hernandez is really good. They got a good keeper. Mm. Tamori's been amazing. He's been oh, offense.
0: He he's got to be he has got to be in contention to be one of the only non-Premier League players to make that England squad for the World Cup.
1: He deserves. I mean, that
0: Gareth Gareth Southgate keeps getting the center back
1: situation wrong. There there aren't many good center backs in England and he's he keeps mm-hmm. picking the okay, John Stones, he deserves to make the squad and maybe start. Harry Maguire, yeah. obviously not. I think we can all agree yeah. on that. They're, you got guys like Tamori who are, and Mark Gahey from uh, Crystal Palace. Who oh, did Gehe, what a player. Great job this season. And guys like that are going under the radar because, I mean, one of them's not in the Premier League, and there's obviously a Premier League bias for English players. And then one of them's on a lower Premier League team that just won't get the recognition. And, you know, obviously I'd like Ben White to play as an Arsenal fan, but do those guys deserve it? Do it's Harry Maguire maybe Connor Cody deserves it. But I like Tamori. I like Gahey. I like some of the, the guys that aren't being mentioned.
0: Uh, I completely agree with you. And uh, as a U.S. men's national team fan, I kind of hope those guys get screwed out of their spots so we have a better chance of beating them yeah. in, the, in the World Cup uh, yep. now that they're our direct opponents again. Please pick um,
1: Harry Maguire. He's the right man for the job. Well,
0: slabhead. Keep Jordan Pickford in that Captain too. We don't slab. need Aaron Ramsdale. Yep. yep. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that game makes me so nervous. But we're we, we going to get into that at some point here. I'm yeah. sure that tonight is That's going so to be so exciting. Yep. Um, touching on the other leagues, just to make sure we can get it up. Real Madrid win again. Pretty expected. I mean, yeah. 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 And... Nobody didn't see that coming. It's kind of what it is. Yeah. You've got to wonder how Villarreal didn't place a little higher given the run that they went on. It's
1: Unai Emery, man. That, that's who In he is. There's... He's a he's – a, knockout competition kind of manager he's he's great with the with the squads with lower budgets but he's just great at at you know beating certain teams beat you know the tactics against the bigger clubs with smaller clubs he's able to pull off master classes there but in the league he just can't do it consistently i think i mean yeah. i think that's generally what the vibe is he'll go really far in a competition but he Won't finish that high in the league.
0: Yeah, and his winning of those competitions has kind of been in question in recent years as well. Mm -hmm. He took Arsenal to that heartbreaking Europa League Yeah, the
1: only team he couldn't win the Europa League with. God damn it. Oh,
0: dude. (laughs) What a tragic performance that day was.
1: Three Ah. times with Sevilla, and then a fourth with Villarreal, and almost won the Champions
0: League with them. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Yep, all right, just to, just, just to round off the last two, we'll do the Bundesliga. <laughs> Whoa, Bayern won! Oh my god, unbelievable! Crazy, who would have saw that coming? Yeah, Ugh, so even well. more surprising.
1: PSG won the league one, Liga. dude. What
0: shock what of the so day! That's our
1: new segment, shock of the day. PSG wins
0: Liga. Oh, uh, but but uh, Lille did so well last year, now they're back in 10th. Yeah, they. I mean,
1: yeah, uh, their Champions League, uh, kind of caught up to them. I think. Yeah. Impressed with that, they won the league last year, but it wasn't sustainable. And really, they have a lot of talent. But I think teams that overperform and end up in the Champions League often do do worse in the league next the the year after. Yeah, I would have to agree with that statement.
0: Yeah. i would in fact have to agree with that statement All right. so the, last, the last little thing we had planned for this and then i will I'll let you go josh because I'm sure you're tired of hearing me talk by now um <laughs> Never is tired of to that. go over the uh the english pyramid or at least the professional one um oh yeah so i've got my i've got my hugely out now. now yep let's take a look at what we're thinking at least we'll start with premier League relegated teams Okay. Just a quick over. I just want a quick, like, one minute summary on what you think is the future of each of these clubs. Burnley, go. Uh,
1: they're in trouble because they're. Um, they, I mean, they're they're the poorest team in the Premier League by far. They have no budget. They never sign players. Apparently, they there's some sort of uh, contract issue where. Uh, If they were to be relegated, they would be in big financial trouble. I'm no economist, and I don't know the whole details of that, but um, there's a lot of speculation that they could be in some financial jeopardy uh, having been relegated. So I think they're going to be in trouble. I do not expect to see them back in the Premier League uh, in two seasons. No. So, yeah, they could be in trouble. Sorry, Burnley fans. There are none of you listening. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Administration seems unlikely for them. But, do, but 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 they are a Sunderland type type I can see it. arc seems seems likely. By the way,
1: congrats to Sunderland
0: for getting promoted finally. Yes. Love that. Yep. Really hope to see them back in the Premier yep. League someday. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on then quickly. Uh to Watford.
1: I mean, I like Watford. I wanted them to stay in the league this year.
0: I I thought they would. I think they got a
1: lot of attacking talent, a lot of young talent. Defensively, they were piss poor. Um, they they couldn't keep a clean sheet to Let's save their that. lives. They were, yeah, you know, disappointing. They let me down, but it happens. I, I think they could compete to come back in the Premier next year. I think they have the talent. They have the quality. They'll sign mm-hmm. some guys. They'll lose some guys. I bet Emmanuel Dennis won't stay. Um. Yeah.
0: And I know Watford will never do this, but they need to sign a consistent manager. Yeah, they
1: will never
0: keep an up-and-down club like that. The only way you stay in the Premier League is to follow the Sean Dyche model.
1: Right. But they just, yeah, they've just been such a yo-yo team. And (laughs) I don't think sacking managers after losing a few games helps that.
0: Not at all. And it doesn't help with player retention either. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, if you're gonna go up and down like they have, you need to be able to hang on to your core of players. And and mm-hmm. I mean, you look at a lot of players that they had. I look at Mm-hmm. He He's yep. a
1: talented
0: young player, and he hasn't. He's gone to Everton, which was theoretically yeah. a step up. Um, and I guess he's still in the Premier League, so that helps. But right. but you, I mean, those are the kind of players that if you want to stay in the Premier League, you've got to hang on to.
1: Yeah. And those are the guys that are carrying the team, and there's just not enough around them to be able mm-hmm. to sustain yourself. So I completely it was destined. It.
0: And then Norwich. I don't think we need to talk about Norwich. Yeah, we know they're like going to win the, the
1: league season. and they'll be back up.
0: Yeah, we'll, see, finish them 20th. we'll, yeah, we'll see them again in a year. <laughs> I, have, I have no <laughs> doubt in that. They, they, they do this. This, is, do this is their thing now. Yeah. They All right. So it. bouncing down one league then to the championship. Okay teams that are already promoted, Fulham, Bournemouth, teams we've seen before, Yep. expecting anything out of them, think Fulham can stay up?
1: Every time Fulham gets promoted, I expect them to stay up. They have the the quality in the squad. And then they just absolutely, you know, completely let me down. They completely disappoint. I have to see their window. I have to see what comes of it, you know, whether I can hold on to Fabio Carvalho or what they can get out of Mitrovic. But Mm -hmm. I... I can't be confident in them given the last few times, so who knows. Bournemouth, I don't know much about them. I think they have more capability or more potential to stay up. I like Ryan Christie. I like a few guys from – I like uh, Philip Billing. He's I've been a fan of him for a few years. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I want Nottingham Forest to get promoted because that would be cool because they, they got a lot of
0: history. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. That was the next question I was going to ask: yeah. Is which you'd prefer? So I think that makes sense. You're with them, uh, yeah. I'm I'm preferring Nottingham Forest mostly because they have great history, be a good yeah. club to have back in the Premier League. Absolutely, and I can't really look myself in the mirror if Arsenal somehow draw to Huddersfield. So,
1: <laughs>
0: I right. um, keep them in the Championship for as long as possible. I'm Now with it, um, to the clubs leaving the Championship. Ooh. I mean, I think Barnsley, Peterborough those are not really clubs i'm very familiar with the darby yeah. county situation is a difficult one Oh my goodness to understand yeah and they, you've got to feel for that community and that club in a really really yeah humane way you know it's just hard it's just heartbreaking
1: it's unbelievable is even without their 21 point deduction they were already like one of the you know on paper you know one of the uh worst teams in the league. They were projected they were, you know, one of the favorites to get relegated and they got deducted 21 points and they still nearly stayed up and I have to give him credit. I have to give Wayne Rooney credit and he's sticking by them unbelievably. What a
0: human being. Wasn't he offered a
1: job at United? I don't know if that was true.
0: Everton maybe? Maybe it was Everton. I remember when the Everton, when when uh, Benitez was fired from the Everton job everyone thought that it was going to be him and mm-hmm. then they unveiled Frank Lampard and I was like well, what is going on over there right uh but Super Frank did the trick he did the job the, Ever- the Everton situation I'd like to- I'd like to to talk about that in some more depth at some point in the, in the yeah. future pod cuz I think we're going to have some time over the summer here while the Premier League narratives are on pause and the <laughs> Everton situation is really really fascinating it is um and I would just love to, to dive into a little bit more about that because a few years ago, they were a consistent top-half club.
1: I mean, they they used to be, you know, top-six club. They used to be ahead of Spurs. They used to be ahead of City before the money. I mean, they, they were – I'm pretty sure they are the second-longest-lasting uh, team in the top flight after to Arsenal. Us, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm pretty, pretty sure they've been in it since right place. since like the 1930s, 1920s. They've been in, in in the top flight, so they're definitely a massive club, and it's it's impressive, you know, it's it's impressive how they've done it. But they they've still been able to stay up even in these you know these really rough times, and they've had multiple of them. So
0: brutal times impressive. indeed. Brutal times, indeed. All right, we'll just skip into the last two leagues here to make sure that we sure. that we touch all our bases mm-hmm. real quick, um, and we'll we're gonna go over my personal heartbreak in a brief moment, um, but we'll do League I'm One weird. first. Yeah, um, Wigan and Rotherham. Moving on up, I again don't know. Could really not tell you a thing. Teams, Wigan however, again, I did watch Sunderland until I die, so. I do love yeah, uh, yeah. the Sunderland promotion to the championship, and I yeah. hope that they can keep the momentum rolling and find their way back to the Premiership for, in a few years. Absolutely. After um,
1: after watching Sunderland until I die, I, I created a Sunderland career mode. I had to, and brought the them FIFA to the career, Premier but... League, won them the Premier League, and you know, I was expecting oh, them to actually do it. And well, they've gotten one one step of the way
0: there, right? One step of the they way there. Man. <laughs> oh, if only they had <laughs> you on, the on their home. right. Oh, they don't need you. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you got them. <laughs>
1: Easily. See, That's I don't okay, understand
0: why they don't just use the dynamic potential that FIFA career mode gives you. Yeah, right? <laughs> the players get better than everybody else. <laughs> yep. It seems like almost. Know. It's
1: as simple as that. just
0: It seems like too just easy. Just find
1: players. <laughs> uh, use all your budget on that. Yeah. And get some scouts, get some good, good uh, prospects in. Huh?
0: Right, And just build from there. That's all yeah, you got to do. If there's one thing I've learned from, from FIFA, as soon as you make it to the championship, you can sign Messi if you have enough money.
1: <laughs> exactly. Just sell so, all of your players and you.
0: So, yeah. I mean, as Sean Dash once said, Messi's coming to Burnley for the love of the club. Get in. So, oh,
1: rest in peace, that soul.
0: We are going to miss that man. Dearly, I hope he he finds another club in his back Burnley deserves his to Premier League soon.
1: Burnley deserves administration just
0: for that. Oh, dude, if you ask me, if you are Watford, you're bringing in Sean Dyche now. Interesting. And they're not going to Today. do it because they are a manager turnover club. And no, they're not going to do a job like that. But for a club I like Watford, you look at them; time. they have the attacking structure, they have the the I talent mean, there. Yeah. he's the kind of manager that would bring a defensive. You know, it's unbelievable to the squad, I mean,
1: first of all, before Burnley 10 years ago, he was Watford manager for a year. He was. I had Um, no idea. Couldn't tell you how well he did with them, but that was right before the Troy Deeney moment. Fair enough. But even, even crazier, which can lead us into our final, you know, league two. Part of it is that Sean Deitch was a Northampton Town player. No way! It was. I'm looking did, at his bio right
0: now. I did not I know that. Never that, heard that, of that before. He played. He played for the Shoe Army. Oh, you love shoe it. Shoe Army. The Shoe Army. And so absolute oh, heartbreak oh, with the shoes. Oh, as our listeners will learn, um, I personally am from uh, a small town in Western Massachusetts called Northampton, um so I feel a particular allegiance to Northampton Town, the the, uh, the current League Two club. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of you will be familiar with the the dramatic situation that made its way around all sorts of football networks, where Bristol Rovers hit, uh, n- literally nicked the last automatic promotion spot from Northampton Town on the last day by beating Scunthorpe, 7-0 Scunthorpe Breast. Yep in peace you are going down and staying there my
1: rest in hell
0: oh i one. hate him
1: and everybody was finding out about that if you know within the next few hours after that we were watching that live we were not watching
0: happened. we were we were watching the live updates this was no this was we no viral instagram post that we stumbled on this was <laughs> authentic human heartbreak that happened in front of that is unscripted
1: eyes. human drama right there Ugh. They needed exactly seven goals. And we saw Northampton Town were up three one. Uh Bristol were up Still what two nil? We were like, all right, they're gonna do yeah. it. And next thing we check, it's seven nil Bristol. <laughs> and there goes
0: Barton. the tears. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It was a it Joey was a, it was a true heartbreak of a day. And then of course to watch the playoff to lose three one to Mansfield Town is just really I mean, That's you can't. I, personally, I kind of expected it at that point. You you got to think that demoralized club, the, the demoralized club, is not going to fare well in the promotion yep. playoff.
1: It's like City when they when they conceded twice to Real Madrid at the death. You knew they were done.
0: Yeah, you knew. You just did. It is a heartbreak. Well, you know, the human side of me hopes that Port Vale can can beat Mansfield and get promoted, so we get a chance of those guys next year. <laughs> Well, either way, we'll, we'll, we will regroup and go again. And then the last two teams Absolutely. to talk about are Oldham and Scunthorpe. Oldham Athletic, I feel like, is a team that I've seen on FIFA a lot. It will be in the game next year, so fair enough. Disappointing. Um, and then Scunthorpe, who should never come back to League 2 ever.
1: They deserve administration with Burnley.
0: There you go. May they rest in peace. Alright, well, I think that kind of wraps things up here, mate. Uh, sounds like we've got a lot of really nice. just over an forward. hour what'd you say just over an hour gone yeah just over an hour gone so we did have a lot to talk about this time i don't anticipate every hour will or every episode will stretch quite this long but
1: we covered some good stuff i like it
0: yeah all right well um uh, to any listeners that made it this Go far on. i sincerely apologize <laughs> um I hope you all go wash your ears out with soap and, uh, <laughs> and and maybe you know, maybe maybe get on YouTube and watch some educational videos or something like that. Just read a textbook.
1: You may have wasted an hour, but we'll get better.
0: Yeah. We will <laughs> we'll we'll learn some science and teach that to you guys next time. I'm good with that. All right, mate. Well, this was a good chat. All right. Thanks for talking. I'll see you. I'll all right, talk invincible F C
1: Invincible
0: F C podcast sorry about. signing
1: off. Signing off.
0: Have a good night. See ya.